4: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of in the Territory the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from May the 27th of 1989. I am sitting here with Doc and not Hardbody Harper, but here's the funny part about Harper not being here. He actually told us he was going to be late. So what that means is he's normally 10 to 15 minutes late. So because he told us he's going to be late, we expect him approximately 45 minutes into the show. With that said, Doc, how are you?
5: Well, let's just say this. We often talk about how tenuous the show is, but I got a feeling that this is one of the shows that that is going to squeak out that might have been the closest to breaking our streak if not our collective backs, we're tired, Mike. We're tired. Okay. Uh, estamos <laughs> cansado. Did you look? Did you
4: Did you look that up before we started? No. Did you do your Google no. translator?
5: <laughs> no, I, I, I'm I'm far more versed in Espanol than you may think. Now I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to sit and tell you I'm fluent. But I know words, pal, and I can conjugate a couple of verbs, I guess. <laughs> Dude, we're tired, man. You've been under the weather, and that's always scary. This, You know, scary in the middle of a pandemic, but you've been a little under the weather. Had the sniffles. I've had a little bit of the sniffles. minor more Texas allergies. This online school is just, I mean, online school has turned into Brody and Hanson, and we're the poor guys. To ask him in the back if we could get in a little bit of our offense in (laughs) Cork and Hall, you know, in about 1981. So this online school's got us up against the ropes. Uh, We could have really used a better episode this week to talk about. Harper, who knows what's going on there? We'll see if he shows up. But here we are. We're not going to talk about who's not here. We're not going to talk about all the things we don't have. We're going to keep cranking out that content. We do have a couple of hot-ass things we're going to go through uh, tonight. Uh, We're going to make it happen, but, man, it almost didn't, wouldn't you say?
4: I mean, I had a horrible cold and congestion start, like, Saturday night, all day Sunday. Monday, I felt so bad. Monday, I felt so bad, I actually left work early. And, Doc... can you tell people when you think the last time I would have left work early?
5: It's been a few years. I think he had the flu a few years ago and we're, we're kind of down and out. But Mike, I literally had the that, flu. Yes. <laughs> I think Mike likes to save that personal time off for uh, his own personal time and not laying in the bed. So uh, he's yeah. usually pretty sick. He's, I mean, He already half-asses his way through life. So, I mean, it's hard to tell when he's sick, but he's usually pretty sick when he logs off. So, Mike's been sick. I've been just allergies, man. The weather's changing outside. Shit's all messed up. Mine is just this online school, bro. It's just, this is,
4: we need. The online school is, you you keep saying Brody and Hanson, but it's actually worse than that. It's Garvin twisting these jobbers on Saturday night into a pretzel and then finishing it off with some chin nuts. That's what it is more than anything. That's the that's that's what you're looking for. Yeah,
5: but. I need, I, I you know, so I got to tell you, we don't want to spend too much on time on it because I've been looking forward to this all day because I was dealing with the common core math problems and all that other bullshit, I'd rather talk about some wrestling. And we do, like I said, have some big shenanigans to get into even before we get into the full show. So I'm going to throw it back over to you because I have a feeling you're going to want to talk about uh, the closest we come to ads uh, and just how you can give us all your money.
4: Well, I did want to uh, mention a, a couple things. Uh, Jim and Will, patron spotlight, is coming up at the end of this week's episode. Uh, so they were the uh, patron spotlights for I do, the hey, year so far.
5: Don't believe a word of the shit you're going to hear at the end of this bullshit.
4: <laughs> okay. And then, uh, you know, i got to shout out our largest page contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky, Blassy, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, Joe Ice. Thank you very much. And uh, I do want to shout out some really, really uh, new, some new Patreon members, some annual Patreon members that signed up. Here's the thing, man. Uh, We've lost a lot of patrons thanks to this damn pandemic and folks losing their income. But at the same time. We've got new patrons jumping on board for extra shows on Patreon. So thank you very much if you've done so. Remember, there is the new annual option where you can save 10% when you sign up for the year rather than going month to month. And, you know, when you do something annually, you get a saving. So there you go. Basically, at 10%, you're saving a little bit more than a month or about a month uh, for the year. So that's that. So let me go ahead and thank uh, the new patrons that signed up this week and a couple of bump-ups as well. We got Paul Coltkin. Thanks for signing up for the annual option. You save 10% mm. becoming a patron. So thank you, Paul. Enjoy all that extra content. At this point. Man, we've got about whew, three and a half, four years worth of patron content that's out there. So lots of stuff to dug, dig into, Paul. Corey Parkos, new Patreon member as well. Neil Hunter, he's been a longtime Patreon member. He bumped up his pledge and is now a Hall of Fame patron. And then Sean Olmsted, longtime Patreon member as well. Bumped up, new Hall of Fame patron. Thank you, Sean. And then lastly, new Patreon member, JV. JV, thank you very much for signing up and becoming a Patreon member. The way to become a patron is tinyurl.com slash patreon btt that's tinyurl.com slash patreon btt and to the asshole who emailed me this week and said i'm getting tired of your patreon plugs man it's ridiculous let me tell you something you stupid this show doesn't have ads the way we put a little bit of money into the show is through patreon we don't sell anything i literally spend some weeks only 30 seconds mentioning patreon and the new patreon members so you can and stick now, it jack he,
5: and he, and here's the problem now because of this asshole it had to take longer because we had to reprimand him man how many how many dollars well i'm not gonna say that
4: just let it go i cut my promo it probably wasn't the greatest but we got better things to discuss this week and I think well, you were going to lead us go into find. it. Okay, I, here's a challenge: go find for that. the nearest shotgun.
5: <laughs> put your head no, no, no. Is that no, what you're no, going to say? No, that would be too quick to put him out of his misery. This is going to take us. a while. This is field research, and this is going to take a while. He needs to go find another podcast that's this good that has fewer ads than ours.
3: Uh, uh,
5: Check back. Come back in when you when you find that out. We're the best ad free podcast in the world. <laughs> i'm with you brother all right big bigly now are you ready for me to hop in sure what do you hey, have ba- hey ba- hey brother if you get tired just let me know i'll hop on
4: i don't know where you're going with that one
5: all right well we got some alcoholic spotlights of the week we got a couple of five-star reviews we want to get out there once again another way you can support the show we do this word of mouth. We do this grassroots. We do this by the people for the people. What is that? What is that? Y'all used to uh, not FOMO. That's fear of missing B- Bogo is buy one get one. What's the uh, What's the brothers' clothes? Fubu. 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 I always like that. I, I just I, I figured I'd get beat up if I wore it, so I, I didn't want I didn't want to like do some cultural appropriation. But Fubu, dude, this okay. show.
4: I lost you, Doc, wherever you're at. Did you hit mute or something? You're gone. This happened last week to you. And he's talking and I can't hear him.
5: Hold on, buddy. I'm right here.
4: Okay. Who walked in the room? Confess. No one. Okay. you hit mute. That's good. You got so freaking excited you hit mute. Go ahead.
5: So so this show is FUBA for the Army. It's for the Army, by the Army. How how about that?
4: (laughs) Okay. Go ahead.
5: All right, so we got a five star review. Um, This is from mighty. This thing is so small, I can't see it. Sign you one. Yes, sir. Gold five stars. Gold standard in podcast. Growing up on the on this product, this podcast brings back great memories. Mike and Harper are great, but Doc is the true star of the show. His sense of humor and fresh approach to telling things like they were and are make my week and keep me laughing. Hey, buddy. I'm doing it just for you out there. Just for you. Me and you are in in there together. Doing life together.
4: So basically, you are this guy. Sign you one. Got it. All right. Fair enough. Right. Yeah, my, that's okay. my name. Thank you, Sanyu. We appreciate the five-star review. We, we really do. Thank you very much.
5: Right, right. Um, really really appreciate that, buddy. I think the next one's Duck Bozard. Am I, I wrong about so that? I think so, too.
4: I think so, too. Okay.
5: Well, it's Duck 112474, but I can barely see it through the cracks on my iPhone screen. So... Um, Best wrestling podcast out there. If you want classy, professional, and mature analysis, then this isn't the podcast for you, Darren. However, if you like to have a good laugh at some filthy shenanigans, those of us in the BTT Army, see, remember I said FUBU? Those of us in the BTT Army welcome you with open arms. Between Doc being a spot monkey and getting all his stuff in, Mike needing to grow up and Harper just being a superstar with all his circle, circle, dot, dot happenings. Plus the classic wrestling discussion. This is hands down my favorite podcast. Hashtag. Let's be great. Hashtag live, laugh and love. I love it. I do too. It's a great way to help promote the product, to get the algorithms up, to get us all over the digital platforms. With our digital content,
4: doesn't cost a dime no. either. To leave a that's room. that's right.
5: It doesn't it costs a little bit of time? You could sit there, why instead of instead of you know, uh, playing Minesweeper on your phone or Solitaire, you could just type that in real quick, and you're helping the show. And I'll read it, and we'll make, we'll make fun of you a little bit there. Now, I don't know, I don't have the next thing, nor do I know this person's name, but I am going to make the call that we might have uh somebody who is now in the docaholic hall of fame for what we are about to play. Guys, I this is if you haven't seen it and you don't know what you don't have a guess what we're talking about. Um this this is something that's been on we've been talking about it for years and years on this show and playing up. Um it feels like we've decided to uh that Mike has gone out and started another feud uh, during the pandemic. And uh we got a response this week, did we not?
4: I don't know response is the right word. Uh Bobby Murray, I guess he's the new Docaholic Hall of Famer you're talking about.
6: You're I talking think about so.
4: the you're talking about the promo. Um Tommy Rich decided to come out of the woodworks after twenty two years and cut on me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um you want to say anything do else? You have that I play do, on this. Well, do
5: you have that promo that you can play for the people so we can hear how an NWA world heavyweight champion uh, responds to a mud show indie crisscross? Somebody said, Well, somebody said to get out your such and such jersey, didn't they? Oh, uh,
4: they had jersey, it wrong.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he, I think you need a Mike Vick. Isn't that right?
4: Uh, I'd go Fubu Vicks. That, that that's that's long gone. Fubu still works for me. Okay.
5: For you. Okay. Okay. So you're going to wear FUBU in your match?
4: I'm not having a match. No? No.
5: Well, I think, I think we've made the people wait long enough. I think we need to hear from Tommy Rich. What do you think?
4: Sure. You want me to hit play? I'd love it. Here we go. I didn't say something about Mike Mills,
3: Tommy Wildfire Rich coming at you. You don't like me. Well, let me tell you something. Next month, I'm coming. To Texas and it ain't big enough to keep me from coming to kick your ass boy
4: all right mm. so let let me play that one more time so it can sink into everybody and make sure you listen to the end of it uh, well the whole thing but the end specifically too here it is this is uh crackhead uh, number one
3: here we go I something about Mike. Tommy Wildfire Rich coming at you. You don't like me. Well, let me tell you something. Next month I'm coming to Texas and it ain't big enough to keep me from coming to kick your ass, boy.
4: Well, Doc, um you got some thoughts on this? Bobby Murray, thank you for talking to this Cokehead. I, I would really appreciate Whoa. you sending this in. This is very entertaining. Let me make one go, statement before I throw it well. to you. Hold on, hold on. The only way this guy's coming to Texas is if somebody offers him a few free pounds of his favorite nasal inhaler. All right. Now, are you talking what about you Afrin? Got? Oh, it ain't Afrin, and it's not oh, no. sold over the counter.
5: Oh. So Benadryl. No. No. Um. What are your thoughts there? I, you know, I, I'll break it down in a minute, but I mean, I'm not the one that got the promo cut on him. So, I mean, what does this bring up the 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 old feelings of rage for you?
4: A cokehead is a cokehead. That's that's my feelings.
5: Really, really. So you're saying he snorted your snap, your stash back then. That's why
4: you. Right. I, I I'm not. I would never. I'm straight as brother. I I can't stand towards that. This this guy is a moron's Moron though. I tell you that. much. well okay. Um. Does this make you want to settle this in the ring at all? I don't need a ring to settle nothing. Like I did oh, twenty so plus you, years ago, I told him, "You can stick it, brother." And none yeah. of
5: you, and none, and none of you, no bones in your body, thought about you know working an angle here and maybe having you. <laughs> Why work an
4: angle? Way. It happened in a locker room. There's no angle well, to be worked. Right, but we let me tell you something. In, I'm can, not hard can, up enough th- th- for money to work an angle with this buffoon oh Oh. so
5: you could gin up an angle and then you could talk to him or have me and harper like you know moderate and then we could put that behind the patron wall and give our patrons really something special but you're like man i'm too good for that i i understand why people don't like you out there i get it now
4: you know how cornet says there isn't enough money For him to be given, and and he's wrong about that.
5: There's always (laughs) enough money, pal.
4: There's not enough money for him and Russo to work an angle. There ain't enough money for me and Tommy Rich. There, nobody's
5: when we're when we're having having (laughs) to close down the the BGT shop for weeks to catch up with the demand. Then we got enough money. Until then, you better make that money. Now, uh... how did you feel about how he signed off and what he called you at the end? So not that he called you an end; it's what I said that he called you in the end of that.
4: It, it, he's a buffoon. I, I don't. Here's the thing:
5: that's not a racist thing at all. That's just wrestling, and you're younger than him, and it's a southern thing. He was he wasn't trying to say that let's, let's let's squash that right now.
4: He's a buffoon. He does a better
5: promo than you do.
4: Oh yeah, that's why he got the NWA World Title. It had nothing to do with him being on his knees. Come on, dude.
5: Oh, Jimmy. So the do you back, know?
4: My tonsils just went down my throat.
5: Hey, hey. So do we know? I mean, first of all, he's not coming to Texas next month. There's no wrestling going on, right?
4: <laughs> dude. The only way he's coming to Texas, or going to Texas, is if somebody gave him a few free pounds of his favorite inhaler.
5: Okay, so Tommy, tell me if you're listening, I can get you some of that stuff, and I can get you Mike's address.
4: (laughs) Yeah, okay. You say so. Well, um... I'm already tired of talking about this. This is such a waste of time. No, it's really not. People,
5: I think you underestimate, I mean, I think people got tired of you talking about it, but now that he's responded, I think the people will come alive. This is, this (laughs) is, I mean, he's responded to you and he's called you out by name.
4: Dude, the the fake Brian Last on Twitter and fake Stan Lane, (laughs) I they I don't know if they're working or not. They hate this story being brought up all the time. And there well, are only two I'm people sorry. that hate it. So I'm just telling you.
5: They're well, they're fake characters. So let's start there. Now. Okay. Now. What do we know about the guy who sent this in? The new Hall of Fame member of the the,
4: the alcoholic. Well, Bobby Murray has been a patron for a very long time. He is a Hall of Fame patron and he is he is one of the more active members in the Facebook group and he is one of the most supportive patrons we've got. He's that's awesome. he's been he's you know been there. Hold on. He's been there for the entire Smoky Mountain ride, loves everything BTT does. Very, very supportive.
5: Well, if this is how I book the Territory on the fly, what maybe you ought to do is is reach out to him and see if he'd like to come on the show with you and and really just talk about where that was Shot how he walked up to him tommy's response how tommy was on that and let him tell a story I might do that That's a great but i'm, I'm just trying all i'm trying to do is promote the show promote this feud Try to maybe shake a few dollars out of it Just and give the listener something worthwhile to listen to. because i gotta tell you I mean As tired and cranky as i've been lately Nothing much is getting getting to me that video popped to me when I watched it the first time. I was like, holy shit, look at that. Did it really? This is big news, man. It's big news. <laughs> big news. <laughs> I um, mean, it's one thing. It's it's one thing. Here's the thing. And this is this is kind of true. It's one thing for you to sit out there and say, Oh, I was a nobody, but I ain't gonna let him talk to me, but then keep down you know, just putting him down.
4: Well, let me that's put, just let you, me that's say just this. one
5: person that's just one person running their mouth. But when somebody responds to that, now we got a little spark here. Now we got a little ember here.
4: He's acknowledged who you are.
5: Now he doesn't remember that
4: night. Let me say this: Bobby also went on to say in another post in the Facebook group, uh, which if you're if you get offended by stuff, don't join don't join this Facebook group. Let me just say it. Bobby also said that, that's why that's why I'm not in there. Whatever. Bobby says, I'm thinking Mike Mills may be right. Tommy Rich cut the promo on Mike, told us to come to his table to get the Magic 8-Ball signed. Because that's Bobby's gimmick. He's got Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson to sign his (laughs) 8-Ball. Bobby's awesome with his 8-Ball, I'd say. So he says, he told us to come to his table to get the 8-Ball signed after he cut the promo. We walk to his table, and then he tries to sell us an autograph. He didn't even remember talking to Bobby and his buddy, who had literally just had him cut this promo, two minutes before that and then bobby said cocaine is a hell of a drug so there's part of the story right there well you
5: just told bobby's story so i guess there's no point in having him on now
4: well, that's not true we, we may see if we can yeah. make it work gotta look okay. at my schedule uh, Why but don't we... you know that popped you yeah. you said that that really yeah, enjoyed was... you really enjoyed that
5: Yeah, i really enjoyed it it's another instance of the army participating in the show Being a part of the show Doing things for and with And in and, and, and defense of the show And I mean Say what you will But he he held that strap when it meant something Now guys The next job out there for the army Is to get this thing in the ring Could you imagine Could you imagine I'm not talking to you Mike I'm talking to our people Could you imagine if we got this match? I'd come out of hiding and actually show up to watch this one. Now, I'd be in my private box with the tinted windows, but I would come out to see
4: this match. This is the only way it happens. You got to go on Twitter and you got to tag Luke Hawks and tell him you want to see me versus Tommy Rich. But let me tell y'all something. No yob and... If Tommy Rich thinks he's going over, I'm gonna stroke my beard. That's getting very long during this quarantine, and I'm gonna be like, that's not gonna work for me, brother. <laughs> All right. Hey, so hey, tag hey, Lil Cox if, if you don't, wanna. See don't it. listen to that. Don't,
5: do that, but don't listen to him. If we get the dollar stacked up right, he'll lay his ass on the on the map <laughs> from one, two, three. <laughs> I ain't and, doing and, no and, job. And, and if we get the dollars really right, I'm gonna help Book to finish. And have Tommy Rich pin him like Garvin used to pin Jobbers with his nuts in his face, so that all of you Army members can take that picture and then get Mike to sign it after the show.
4: Actually, it'll be the reverse. I will pin him and give him some Garvin chin nuts, and it won't be the first time he's had that. You know.
5: Well, we ought to book it where he, where mm-hmm. I throw powder, but he catches the bag, and then blazing on your chest and sniffs it off
4: your chest (laughs) okay are we done with tommy Um, rich because i'm exhausted talking about this idiot yeah
5: notice that we haven't had a run-in from the superstar yet so um you know we we did try to vamp a little bit because it's always better with him here but you know we do have lives to live I, i i guess we go ahead and start talking about this episode huh
7: um,
4: I think that's a good idea. Uh, stall for a second because um, I'm getting the video version going. So let's. Um, what did, what well, did you think overall week, before we Well, get last
5: going? week we had a really, 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 really hot episode. That episode last week was one of the best episodes we've had in the in the four years, three and a half, four years of doing this particular program. I felt like this week wasn't bad. There's just something missing this week. And I I couldn't put my finger on what it was, but it just wasn't quite all the way there. But it wasn't awful either. We're going to get into that now.
4: You ready? All right. So I got the video version going. Again, this is May 27th, 1989, Saturday night on TBS. If you're listening to just our audio version of this, we appreciate you hanging with us while Doc went on for 40 minutes about Tommy Rich just now. Maybe it wasn't 40, but it was close to 30. Anyway, uh, Jr. opens the show and uh, reminds us that we will hear a special report about Ric Flair's condition, maybe hear from his doctor, stay tuned, Uh, plus the Roe Warriors versus the Samoan SWAT team and more. And then we head to center stage where, oh my God, Michael Hayes returns as co-host and uh, I feel like I gotta play it just so we can just see the sleaziness of him. I know... What do you he think? He looks super... He looks like he's just got out of the tanning bed.
5: Hadn't been to bed. Had a 60-minute Broadway last night where he got his head busted open. And then he might smell like the
4: Real bad. The, I thought you were about to say he had a 60-minute Broadway with Brenda. <laughs> but... Which Yeah, probably that, do that happen. too. Let's go to the opening of the show. Here it is.
2: Hello again, everybody. I'm Jim
4: Ross, and welcome to
2: Superstation TBS and World Championship Wrestling. We have got, as I mentioned, a tremendous program. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's get something right. Yeah, it's tremendous because I'm back, and there's nothing that you can do about it. Come here, baby. Hook me up. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, the thrill of her life. You're going to be back this hour, huh? I'm going to be back not only this hour and every hour right here on World Championship Wrestling. The ratings have been plummeting since I've been gone. Now, we got a great show. Go ahead, let the people get their looks at me, and you go ahead and run your mouth. All right, well, fans, as I mentioned, we're going to show you an altercation involving the Samoan SWAT team and the Road Warriors. You'll also see the Samoans taking on Ron Simmons and Ranger Ross as our World Tag Team title tournament continues. We are also going to hear from Terry Funk, who says he has a big surprise announcement to make. You know what it is, Mike? If I did, I wouldn't tell you. What are you, a cop? Come on, man. Back world championship wrestling is here. It's gonna be exciting. Better stay
4: tuned. He wears me out, doc. He just wears me out on commentary. Uh, I like you. I just don't understand why you would make somebody who's notorious for jumping territories all
5: the time your color guy.
4: You know, I never thought about that, but that's a good point. But he is gonna be here for a while, so maybe
5: I get that, but his his track record is jumping around. And you need stability in that announce booth to help get your guys over and to build that relationship with the audience. Why is he a candidate?
4: You realize they've been struggling with that seat since Shivani left.
5: Well, don't let that happen.
4: Well, and you haven't seen the, the end of the switching. Someone else we're very familiar with ends up in the booth with JR later in this year. Is it Harper? Is it, it is not Harper. It is not Harper. Anyway. Little
5: 12-year-old Harper comes out there. What's Jesus.
4: Can you imagine? <laughs> That's one of those things, if he could go back in time with the age he is now, I, I, I would love to see him next to Jay Harper playing off. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, okay. So, we... We go past that, and Hayes was so sleazy looking. He's combing his hair. Why, he's, but why does he mess you up so much? He's just over the... It's over the top. I, it's not even... He just wears me out. Like, he's constant... There's... Okay, when you're a, a, a color commentator in his position, if you think of the Jesse Ventura mode, or you even think of any heel, like Dutch and Smokey, that's a good one. They... Say enough that they dri- they pop you and drive you nuts because they're heels, but they also lay out and let the play-by-play guy do most of the talking. Hayes isn't like that. He's just constantly just talking, and it just it wears you out. It's just like, God, dude, stop talking. He would be like a sprinter who just constantly is running 100-meter dashes nonstop. Which is impossible to do because at some point you get winded, but he does that in Are the context
5: of wrestling. So you're saying he's got his turbo button stuck on super kick.
4: Yeah. He's just super kick, super kick, super kick It's like breathe. Cause you know, again, Dutch and Bob Cottle. Dutch had the thing where he'd get his stuff in and then he'd lay out. And Bob would start calling a match. And then Dutch. Uh, so let was, me uh, but back. you said so
5: here's my question. Now you said he wasn't like
4: that. With
5: Jr. in UWF, right?
4: I didn't feel like he was. I mean, he was loud and obnoxious, but I f- it didn't feel as it didn't feel as as much in UWF. So and, and
5: man, my question is: They've done it before, better yeah. and differently, and they've been partners together before. What's different now?
4: I don't know. He,
5: has he been hanging out with Tommy Rich?
4: Mm. Maybe he's yeah hitting the hitting the TV and he's you know filling the nose up. I don't know, bro. He's definitely amped up out there. It's just too okay. much. It doesn't bother I'm, me like
5: it does you, but I, I can I can see why that might bother you.
4: Yeah, it's it's just it's just too much, man. But we'll keep the show moving so we don't spend any more time on that. We go to the first match: Terry Funk versus Davey Rich. Uh funk doesn't really squash him. They go for a long Mm-mm. time. And for a forty minute episode, or even less than that, they ate up six minutes. This was this was pretty lengthy. Funk wins in the end. What did you uh what did you think about all this, Doc?
5: I had this was a slow, weird match. And by weird I, I, I don't mean bad. But I didn't understand what they were what what are we trying to do with this match? How does it fit into the larger narrative? It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It was just, to me, this match was kind of a microcosm of the. Uh, that's a, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to use that big word for you. It's kind of indicative. Well, indicative would be. A, anyway, it's sort Shut of up tells, and just
4: make your point.
5: It tells the story of the whole episode where it's not bad, but there's just something a little weird about it. The one thing I did love is he missed a move. Uh, and it was like, he missed a move and then he kicked the bottom rope because he was mad that he missed. He was still doing the little stuff. He was very generous with Davey rich to help him out. Um, I don't know. It just, I, <laughs> the one thing that, and I think the other thing that took me off in this match, took me out of the matches when they said he's still not in the top 10. And I was like, and we'll see it later, but I was like, he's in the top ten, bro.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which the top ten, we'll get into that later in the show. I've got a Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll go over that. Yeah, it... it uh, Funk, Funk played around a lot on the outside. He was jaw, doing a lot of jaw jacking. And
5: David Rich was fine. There was nothing wrong with what he did. It was just odd.
4: Yeah, it was odd. Um, But again... Not complaining. It just was longer than you'd expect. Uh, given... How long? Do you
5: know how long, about how long they went? I I didn't write that down.
4: Yeah, about six minutes. That's
5: a lot for a forty-minute show. I have no timestamps this week. That will tell, tell you something too. Um, I was trying to see up in the crowd on the other side if the brothers were back to, to fight Terry Funk if he came up in the crowd again.
4: There's a few brothers back there. I just don't know if um if it's if it's uh, the same one from from previous week.
5: I wish Harper was here. He would make a joke about that, but I don't feel like it's my place.
4: Okay. Okay. Well, you if you're watching on our video version, Funk wins, pile Driver. We then go to the next match. Uh, we've got a, I don't even know if I'm, if I'm supposed to say this word in 2020, to be honest, we have a Oriental torture match. Um, let me describe what we got going on here. We got Mike Justice, Trent Knight, and Cougar J versus the great Muda. Muda. Muda must win inside of 10 minutes, which won't be a problem. JR reminds us that Muda is still undefeated in the NWA. And JR tells us also, hold on, that Spivey has signed with Gary Hart. Now, Muda does pin these guys one by one. So you got he's, he's, he's basically got to face them one by one, but he's got to beat them all inside of 10 minutes. Uh, the first one, he hits a dive to the floor. Another one was a reverse crossbody, and then he finally pins Cougar Jay. lastly with the moonsault on him. And I got one other comment, but I want to ask you about the match first.
5: Uh, very impressive. He lined him up in succession and, and made quick work of him. Um, I, I just I, – I had more to talk about with the Spivey thing, but what else did you need to talk about?
4: Well, yeah, the Spivey thing – First off, I know what's coming with Spivey, so, and it's funny they say he signs with Gary Hart because, again, I know what's coming with Spivey, so I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to spoil anything uh, related to Spivey. Everybody who knows how so, the 89 so NBA are
5: So, but my question is, we're just blowing off the Varsity Club without blowing it off and getting well, a big off, deal out of it? Well,
4: first off, Spivey is such a mis- mismatch with the Varsity Club that I don't give Fair two shits about that. I, I don't get I,
5: that, but... But if we're gonna blow this thing up, couldn't we get some mileage out of it?
4: I mean, maybe, but I, I'm honestly that's small potatoes to me. I'm just kind of like whatever. Like seriously, yeah. I, I I hear your point. I'm not trying to diminish it. I just Spivey is so bad in the was so bad in the Varsity Club. He he took the Varsity Club and just turned them down ten notches. Just his presence in those stupid promos. Were horrendous. Horrible. Horrible. So I'm completely All fine right, with him this, being gone.
5: Somebody get us a Dan Spivey video cutting a promo on Mike. He'll be the next match. We're going to book this whole. You better get in shape. We got some matches for you this fall.
4: Bro, I guarantee you I'm in better shape cardio than most of these old school wrestlers from this time. Mm, listen to that promo. Especially Tommy Rich. Jesus Lord. The only thing that hit, the only thing that runs well for him is his nose. Okay. What I wanted to say is we're watching. What about Muda Shane Douglas?
5: Just, are you done with
4: that? I, Douglas and I are cool. It's not no heat. Oh,
5: okay. The franchise right. and the menace.
4: Yeah, it's okay, brother. Yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> Jr., did you catch during the match? This is what I want to talk about. Muda wins again. Glory, good stuff. Crossbody, I mean, you know, he dived to the floor, reverse crossbody yeah. in the ring, and then the moonsault. Everything looked good. Moodle looked great. This, this is exactly what it needed to be for a guy who's still undefeated in the NWA. But during the match, I don't know what kind of freaking inside joke was going on. But Jr. said that Eddie Gilbert was on a cruise and left Missy behind. Bruh,
5: I had that. I had that note for when she comes out with Scott or the Steiner, Steiner but. Um. Now, Missy
4: well, says ha- they split in the fall, so I don't know if this was like some kind of weird inside joke before well, they she split. Said,
5: didn't she post on one of our posts the other a
4: few weeks ago that
5: there's the happy couple by the end of the year would be divorced? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah,
4: at what you well, know there is ha- it an there inside joke? Something?
5: Cause yeah. Imagine. 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 Close your eyes and think. That if the world was going like we want it to and not like it is, that if you walked in, you got off the, the call tonight, and you walked into Sasha and said, me and Doc and uh, Harper are going to go take a cruise.
4: I wouldn't die. She wouldn't murder me, but it would be a, It would get the Hogan. That's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> you get the
5: wag. Stroke of the beard, that the finish. You get it all, pal. You get the whole combination.
4: It's not going to work for me, brother.
5: Here's the other thing. I ain't trying to say nothing bad about Sasha. I ain't trying to say nothing bad about Mrs. Doc. But neither one of us are married to Missy Hyatt.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But again, that ain't going to work for me, brother, is is the uh, response that we get.
5: Yeah, there... I wonder what level of inside baseball is going on here. Um, and then Eddie Gilbert's leaving his woman with the Steiners. Mm. I need Harper for
4: that joke. He, this
5: is what he Stunner would do.
4: line. He'd either go on a long rant or he'd go. Mm. Oh,
5: no. Yeah. You know how he goes. Mm. I could see how that could happen. <laughs>
4: yeah. All right. So Doc. As we move forward with, again, the inside joke there, there's something going on. Again, we know that Missy said on Twitter to us that they would be divorced by the end of the year, so maybe the breakup has happened around this time and the divorce ends up being finalized Maybe later. this Who is
5: knows? what caused
4: it. I We don't know, but there is some kind of inside baseball joke right there with JR, and that's that. We now go to the next segment of the show. They show the NWA official top 10, and this is the first time... I guess they're officially debuting where they show the top 10. If you're watching on Patreon, you can see it. Um, And I'll I'll put it on the YouTube version as well. I'll put a picture of this. So you got one through or 10 through one. I'll go from the bottom. Dick Murdoch is 10. Kevin Sullivan's nine. Eight is Danny Spivey. Seven is Eddie Gilbert. Six is Great Muda. Five is Butch Reed. Four is Lex Luger. Three is Sting. Two is Michael P.S. Hayes. One is Ricky Steamboat. And of course, then the champion is Ric Flair. So this is the official top 10, uh, for, you know, related to uh, the NWA right now. And a glaring omission from it is who, Doc? Terry Funk. Terry Funk. So he's not even in the top 10, which I guess coincides and lines up with what Flair said when Flair got pile-drived on the table. Flair was like, Terry, you know, you've been off, you've been making movies. You're not even a top 10 candidate. So, no, you're, you're not in line for, for a title shot. But what are your thoughts about this inaugural top ten that we're seeing here in '89?
5: He's beat more people recently than Dick Murdoch has.
4: Yeah, fair enough. Let's be real; Look, these rankings are were not air No, no, no. Brother. The
5: top, the top half is pretty this Is the old methodology to you have know, the U.S. champ up there and then the TV champ and then the you know the two challengers ago and Lex Luger? I'd flip Butch and, and Muda maybe, but I'm good with the top five or six. It's it's that bottom part where they just start throwing in tag team wrestlers instead of figuring out the rest of it out. The other reason is Dick Murdoch doesn't need that, but maybe putting Ron Simmons on there might help him out.
4: Yeah, and Ron Simmons is about to start. Do getting, something? Uh, yeah.
5: So I don't know. I mean, the first half is fine. The second half is in. Terry Funk ought to be on there, but they didn't call us.
4: I mean, you're talking about Murdoch, but, I mean, he isn't, you know, that feud with Orton, and they, they did have a good match at the pay-per-view without blood that we talked about. I'm I'm okay. It's all right. I, I, you know, this is like the, the PWI top tens. I mean, as we've gotten older, when we go back and look at them, they really don't make a lot of sense in many instances, so – to think
5: how many hours, think about how many hours of my childhood I looked at top 10 rankings in PWI and that shit didn't mean a thing. I'll never get that time back, man. Never.
4: Well, it's it, like, okay, we didn't like our kids have tablets nowadays and they can look at, you know, apps on tablets or phones or whatever. I mean, we spent as much time looking at staring at PWIs. And assessing the rank, not really assessing, but just looking at the rank ones, and were mesmerized by those damn things.
5: Between between PWI and Sports Illustrated, bro, I learned how to read.
4: Yeah, yeah, and the morning
5: sports page.
4: God, no kidding. Ain't that the truth? Box scores, all that bull crap. Man, wasn't a, it was always nice to read the sports section. I, 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 I sometimes I'd read it front to back. In the ass, front to back.
5: The <laughs> only, yeah, the only time I would, I mean, I would look at the liquor ads and go, someday I'm gonna rip that up.
4: <laughs>
5: and here I am today.
4: All right. Any, uh, any other thoughts on the top ten? Nah,
5: I mean, it'll all get worked out. Yeah, it'll get worked out.
4: We then go to some video footage. We are thrown to video footage of the warriors and the Samoans, and. This is not the footage from last week. I know that for a fact because they're 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 in a um they're in an arena and I, I don't don't have I didn't know where. But anyway, this is a match that they had recently at a live event. If you want the flips and dives, well, this ain't the one for you. It gets out of control very, very quickly. Uh, the guys end up on the outside brawling. We got the commercial and that's that. Doc, do you have any thoughts on the Warriors and Samoans here?
5: It was quick, but man, that's just they got after it. It was hot. I, I mean, the word that comes to mind is wrestling, pal.
4: Um, This is exactly what it needed to be. It was like that's right. a, a quick brawl, nothing settled. I don't know how else to put it. That's exactly what you want for a, a short video package like this. Two badass teams, no flips and dives like we said. Just four guys beating the piss out of each other for a couple of minutes. And that was that. I mean, just good stuff. All right. So, anything else from it, Doc?
5: No. I mean, it. it, it I just need you to tell me how we're going to mess this up and not do it, because every time we get a, a tag team thing going, we can,
4: we just don't
5: follow through.
4: Well, we'll save that for another day. For now, I am going to finally go to a promo because here we are, 18 minutes into this is. We're halfway into this episode right now. And this is really the first promo we we have on this week's show. So let me go to it. I think Luger is meat and potatoes here. But let's play it and, I'll you know, see what you have on, on it, Doc.
2: Awesome. Michael P.S. Hayes back with you, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a listen right now to the Total Package Lex Luger. He's going to oh, talk about well, something about a bad straight match with one Michael P.S. Hayes. You know, I'm going to tell you something. He's so boring to listen to anyway, you really have to grab a cup of coffee to get energized to listen to him, if you know what I mean. Besides that he's going to be talking about something that he knows nothing about. Matter of fact, the only thing bad on Lex Luger's is breath. Let's hear the interview fans from the total package.
8: You know, they asked the total package, Lex Luger, why do you stop? Why do you sign a bad street match? That's Michael Hayes's match. First of all, it's the only way I get Michael Hayes in the ring. Second of all, I relish any opportunity to get Michael Hayes in the ring. Bad Street, I don't care what kind of match it is, because Bad Street, come to think of it, doesn't have any rules. I've been operating by the rules for a very, very long time, Michael Hayes, and it's about time Lex took advantage of a situation like this where there aren't any rules. That means, Michael Hayes, the referee can't stop us. There has to be a finish to the match. There's gotta be a winner. And I'm sick and tired of coming out in the short and the stick, playing it by the rules. This match is right up my alley now. You see, Michael Hayes, what comes around, goes around. Bad Street match anywhere in the country. I don't care where it takes place, Michael Hayes. I'm coming after you there are new Rules. Think about it. I thought it was meat and potatoes.
4: It's not bad. It's not great, but it served the purpose. I mean, did you kind of have the same thing?
5: You notice how dry he stayed?
4: It was very dry. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't sweating bullets. Look yep. at Missy. God
5: dang, I take that on a cruise. Let me tell you something. Oh.
4: I mean, shit. If you,
5: back then, why was Eddie Gilbert letting her out of his sight? Much less.
4: I don't know, man. I, I want to... Okay, I'm going to pause it here for a second as we're, as we're watching the, the video. Um, this young lady, I'll just say who it is that Steiner is infatuated with. Um, I'll say her name. She's Robin Green. And if you want to go look ahead at spoilers, the fact that you can't tell who this is, or, I mean, we know you can tell, but the how she drastically changes when she gets out of this outfit she has on and starts wearing, I guess, more revealing things once we know who she is, is amazing. And La Ropa a,
5: de Mujer. <laughs> when she gets I into mean, the La Ropa de Mujer. She looks, like,
4: she looks like a 15-year-old girl right here with a hat on and baggy shorts and shirt. And in a few weeks...
5: Dude, you know what she... She looks like Punky Brewster, the character. And then she starts looking like Punky Brewster growing up. You ever seen Punky Brewster when she grew up and the fun bags filled out?
4: I believe I did many years ago, and I was like, "That's Punky Brewster."
5: Yeah, that's right, buddy.
4: Yeah, Punky yeah. Brewster, man. Yeah, she was. I don't know how she looks now, but I remember at one point she was come, pretty much all. Yeah, let me live. pull a
5: harp. Let me pull off a. Come here, girl. Come here, girl.
4: <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Someone, um, we're almost an, we're almost for... an we're almost an hour into the show. Um, in uh had in
5: Texas. Maybe soon, he's. So. Maybe he's back in the storeroom shooting dice with Darren.
4: Will, when we were doing the patron show, said, it's like, you know, you guys are on time, and he just falls, falls in whenever he's done plowing some nasty broad on Bourbon Street. <laughs> he decides it's time for him to join. Oh, God.
5: He, he's fucking three strokes in. Looking at his wristwatch going, hurry up, hurry up. I got to get going. I got to get to the show.
4: Amen. But, uh, all right, we go to this next match, and it's Scott Steiner who defeats Secret Service Jack Victory. Now, Teddy Long did join the commentary team, and he's talking about Norman the Lunatic being on a yacht. I ah, just was like, oh, this whole Norman thing is just dumb. Scott Steiner does win. Big victory, I guess. Uh, you know, I mean, victory's, he's not a big talent, but hey, he's hes a name. So victory uh, went up for a body slam, but Steiner rolled through and he pins victory. So uh, what did you have from this, Doc? It was pretty quick.
5: Not a lot. I mean, Scott Steiner continues to look impressive. The Steiners have Missy with them. They seem destined for big things. The Norman thing holds negative interest in my mind. And everybody else has mind. I don't mind. Can you imagine imagine the suit or the guy that pushed Norman on him and then everybody else is like, oh, great idea. Great idea.
4: Uh, Yeah, that's what's bad. I can imagine. And that's what's terrible about it. It's just God.
5: How many bad ideas have you sat there and listened to in your life at a job? And you just sat there and went, just kind of glazed over smiling in the back of your head. You're like, this is some, this bullshit ain't going to work in 10 million years.
4: (laughs) This does not
5: energize my body, nor does it nourish my soul.
4: (laughs) Reverse money printer.
5: (laughs) Reverse money printer. And you're sitting there smiling, because you know how the territory really works. And they're hitting the RVD pose, like oh, I'm here. I am. I'm just. Distra- am getting the strap with this. Not a
4: chance, pal. You can't not, tell them otherwise. They think they're booking chance. it all.
5: <laughs> I may oh. not get the strap, but I plan on being in the territory when you're not in the territory and seeing who gets the strap next.
4: Yeah. Oh boy. That's but just, anyway. That's how
5: you work. That's how you work down at the shoot
4: job. That's it. You just kind of pin me, pay me until the next booker comes along. Half
5: our job is us talking, uh, Murray, you should have heard what I heard today. Really? Yeah, what's up? Oh, that'll never work. Jesus Christ.
4: Especially when it comes to trying to nourish yourself on a shoot job, brother. Right. You
5: got to be energized and nourished.
4: Got to love those people who just sit in the yeah. corner yeah. hitting super kicks. Yeah.
5: You need to be able to bring your whole self to work,
4: Mike. Jesus, Lord. Let's keep moving. <laughs> so after Steiner and Jack victory, um, we go to trying to move to it on the video. We go to the Samoan SWAT team versus Ron Simmons and Ranger Ross. Uh, this is a tag title tournament match. Uh, Ranger Ross takes the heat during the match. Teddy Long is out at ringside in – you see him chatting and talking briefly with Ron Simmons. So they're, they're making this connection between Teddy and Ron. You can see it's obvious. Uh, Then you see during the match, Ron Simmons just gets off the ring apron and he's talking to Teddy long and Ranger Ross goes to make the hot tag, but Simmons is still talking to Teddy long and ignores his partner trying to make the tag. Uh, Simmons, you know, he just completely jumps off the apron and starts walking away from the match. And, He's unwrapping his wrist tape, like giving a signal of, yeah, I'm I'm not doing this today, brother. This isn't going to work for me. The SWAT team eventually splashes Ranger Ross. The, spot, the, the SWAT team wins. And as of now, uh, we don't know what's going on. We can only assume that Teddy Long paid off Ron Simmons. But that's all we know right now. It's very, uh, you know, I guess it leaves to the imagination. They're trying to tell a story of something possibly going on with Long and Simmons. What did you think, Doc?
5: This would have worked better if it was JYD instead of Ranger Ross.
4: Oh, yeah, because he's um because of how him turning on. Yeah, I totally agree.
5: No, yeah, totally had a agree. few weeks ago and nobody gives a shit about Ranger Ross.
4: Yeah, nobody gives a shit about Ranger Ross. Uh, by the way, the superstar just texted me. Y'all still on? Yes. Oh, well, gee. Want, uh, an hour late. You want us to call? We've got a couple of promos left, so it might be worth it. Oh,
5: well, that'll be great. Damn. Hey, what's up? Are we started?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear him. Y'all, what y'all doing? Nothing, much. Mother- what are we doing? <laughs> We've been recording for an hour now. <laughs> he said yes, Libby. Let's add him in. All right. Well. All right.
5: So maybe he has a good story to tell.
4: Hey, let's see who he plowed i don't know right there we go uh we're calling right. hopper uh any other thoughts while while hopper is uh being called doc on this match
5: no i i think i have singularly focused myself on on hearing this next story
4: uh there he is he's on what's up we we're, hey. we're, we're 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 like 58 minutes in at this point so w- w- what's Where going the on in <laughs> that's right. a great question right.
7: i've been sitting here fucking waiting i've been hearing that ding 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 to do ding ding ding, 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 ding and nothing's been happening we have a
5: patron who thinks that you were down on bourbon street nailing some strange on bourbon street
4: no that's yeah. still that's wait know, wait, what, wait i gotta i gotta hear this that's what let's let's hear it because I, mean, I mean you, you, you don't stick your down, tongue I'm in unsus old. you don't oh okay i was gonna say you don't stick your tongue in unsuspecting holes i guess uh-huh. Circle, circle, so do you, dot, do you, dot, brother. So do you
5: have anything fun to tell us about why you're late or you know? No. No? Just like work was, shit. Work shit. Okay. Yeah. You were shooting, I thought you were maybe shooting dice with in the storeroom with Darren. No. No? Uh. Uh-uh.
4: Uh uh. Oh Darren. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh uh. All right. Well uh Hallbert, well, <laughs> did, you, did you watch the you
5: episode? Watch the
7: sh- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. well, great! I, I did watch not. It. it was only. It was only thirty-eight minutes. I, I know. It. How fucking great is that? <laughs> For real. Well,
4: so we probably we should, we should probably ask Hopper. What did I want to ask him? I'm saying that uh, there was some. Oh, there was a oh. comment made. There was a comment made, Hopper, during the during the Scott Steiner. Well, no, it wasn't the Steiner match. What match was it? Where where Jr says. Yeah, it was a a great mood of match. I don't know if you caught the comment. JR said Eddie Gilbert was on a cruise and he left Missy behind to take care of the Steiners. And we kind of thought there was some inside baseball and some inside shenanigans going on with JR
7: there. I think he could have just been saying that like to be an asshole.
4: Well, we thought, too, because Missy told us on Twitter that they'll be divorced at the end of the year. We were like, Uh, is this the point that they they broke up and it's JR just being a, you know, kind of pulling a little rib and just trying to be funny and saying something. You think she was begging
7: one of the Steiners?
4: No, I just, I don't think that. I I just think Jr. maybe, you know, caught wind of, oh, these two are having problems and, and he just was like, yeah, I'm going to say something on a slick here just to, just to be funny. You know, I mean, you how entertain long, yourself on commentary.
7: How long w- w- were they married for?
4: We talked about that already.
7: I don't remember. I, th- I think. Well, we I don't remember. know. Why don't
5: you ask her when y'all go out on a date?
7: I should. I should. Uh, well, we never had kids or anything, huh? No.
4: No. uh Oh. But Prime eighty nine Missy is,
7: bro. She's hot, huh?
4: She is. Filet mignon.
7: The way. Dude, down. she's. A, she's. Would you say she's in the top 10 of the most attractive women on TV, period, at this time? Yes. Like, not just in wrestling?
4: I would yes. think so. Without listing 10 yeah. women, all, I would think, all, think just off the top, yes.
5: First of all, the mere fact that Mike's in on it tells you a lot.
7: Yeah, no. know. Because now uh, Mike hockey, is. I mean... If, if they're brown, they're down.
4: It's Missy, man. 89 Missy? Look, I I mean, Father Time is undefeated. Missy now, not so much, but 89. I'm not trying to down her. She's just an older woman. But 89 Missy?
7: Whew. Dude, she she was so fucking hot, bro. I saw someone share on, uh, I think it was on the world class Facebook page where I don't know how the fuck they did this. They found uh, some. like posters from like world class at fucking Goodwill and in uh, and, and, uh, UWF, and it was her and, and Eddie Gilbert, and she's sitting there with, with this little mini skirt and she, dude, she, her legs alone. I was like, God damn, bro.
4: She was perfect.
7: <laughs> yeah,
4: Doc. We Lance and I just did a couple of episodes of world class where when she comes into world class with Hollywood, John Tatum. So that's four years before this. That's an 89 in September of 89. I mean, I was,
5: I was watching.
4: She comes in and all the way live, all the way
7: live. But imagine I mean, how dude. much trouble like that was caused, which is her walking around the back and everyone, you know, thinking, damn, bro, look at that.
5: Let's roofie John Tatum and take his girl.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one thing. I've never I I know Rod knew Missy, but I've never asked him anything about Missy. Like saying, Hey, you know, sounds tell like, me about it Missy. sounds
5: like it's time for him to come back on the show.
4: <laughs> I don't know, man. I I don't know. Anyway, um JR making that comment about Missy was something else in, in the beginning of the episode. But uh Right now, we, we just got done with the Simone Swat team versus Ron Simmons and Ranger Ross. We are going to go now to Cornette, who, you know, Corny's team will be back. So let's see what happens in the tournament. Corny's got something to say. And then I got something to say after this promo.
2: The Midnight Express will be here next week, and Jim Cornette is here now. Here are his comments.
0: Oh, All the fans of World Championship Wrestling right here on Superstation TBS, you don't have to wait till after the baseball game. You don't have to squeeze it in between the new Leave it to Beaver and Fishing with Orlando Wilson, because World Championship Wrestling is at 7.05 p.m. next week, a full two hours, because Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express are coming back to the NWA. Ain't coming back for no other reason. Then the World Tag Team Championship belts are up for grabs. They're on the line. There's a tournament, and we're going to have the first round match in that tournament because the Midnight Express is going all the way to the top. For the third time, we're going to regain the World Tag Team Championship. Now, a lot of people have said, are you coming back to get Paulie dangerously? See, that was a mistake on my part. Bobby and Stan tried to help me in my personal feud. We beat one of his teams, then another, then another. Paulie. Every time you get beat, you land on your feet like a cat. Well, this time, the Midnight Express, their priority first and foremost is the World Tag Team Championship and go through the Dynamic Dudes, the Samoan SWAT team, the Fabulous Freebirds, or any other team they have to to get the World Tag Team belts. But, Polly Dangerously, you're my job, and I didn't do my job before, so I'm going to rectify that situation if I get a chance at you on my own time. Then, brother, you better believe every time I look in the mirror, I still see the scars that you put on my head. And I guarantee you, Punk, if you're not already looking over your shoulder, you better be looking over it because I'm coming after you. But in the meantime, the Midnight Express, beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan, better than ever, are coming back to the NWA. And we're coming back to take the World Tag Team Championship. And next week is our first round match right here on World Championship Wrestling.
4: So this would have been great if Jim Hurd wouldn't have ruined it by saying they were coming back before we knew they were coming back. You know what I'm saying, Doc?
5: Well, there's that. I have a couple of other thoughts, which is how how long were they really gone?
4: Not long at all.
5: Right. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the promotion's better when Bobby Stan and and Jim are in there. I'm just saying we're making a big deal out of something when if you didn't really pay attention, you couldn't you could have not remembered that they left.
4: Well, I think you could remember that they left because he announced that they were taking time off to heal up from the injuries. We all know what happened. They really went to Continental for a cup of coffee or for a while. But I, I think the biggest problem is, again, I'll throw it to Harper. It really would have meant something if Jim Hurd's dumbass wouldn't have just been like Midnight Express when we thought they were gone. So it's just – it's just a – like you always say, Doc, it's the little things. Like That's just one of those little things. But, Harper, what would you think?
7: I thought, well, fuck, it's about time. <laughs> and I was thinking, when the fuck was there a new Leave it to Beaver? Uh, oh, yeah, there was that. It was yeah. awful. I don't yeah. remember that.
4: I, I, I only remember it from hearing it and seeing you, the commercials.
5: The only way he would remember it is if they had made it into a serial.
7: Yeah cuz I just googled it. And I'm like, okay, there's the mom and the two brothers, you know Wally and uh I guess that's Wally. It's it was terrible. And there's Beaver, and I guess it's their it's their grandkids. It's their I family. Can't,
4: I can't believe you didn't remember that. Like I and I'm I not saying that you watched shit. it. I'm not saying watching it. I'm saying I remember it from seeing the commercials. Really? Yeah, I I remember it just from the commercials. I never watched it. I don't think I saw one episode, but I remember it being talked about during this time. And it was like, oh, there's a new Leave It to Beaver, and I I I just remember. I even think like maybe oh, was it Eddie Haskell did like some of the commercial. I I just feel like I remember some TBS commercials during this time, where where they would talk about it. So that that's why I'm well, saying. We see
7: because it, it was only on TBS, I didn't have cable, so.
4: Well, that makes sense. So, yeah, it wasn't on, yeah, it wasn't on CBS, NBC, ABC. Yeah, yeah,
7: it wasn't like in the syndications, like the the new, the new monsters and the new Gidget and shit.
5: What about Small Wonder?
7: Oh God, was that the one with the fucking robot little girl? Yeah. Oh God. He's so, oh God, so that awesome. shit's horrible. You oh, tell us. That, you Mike?
4: I don't it remember was
7: that. Terrible. It was the worst show ever put on fucking television. What was it called? Small Wonder.
4: I never watched that. No.
7: It was a guy was like a he he worked at like a Silicon Valley, and he was a fucking computer guy, and he made. Wait,
5: did you say Silicon Valley? Yeah. I I thought it was Silicon Valley. Yeah, it was the same
7: thing. (laughs) (laughs)
6: <laughs>
4: that's why that's why we want him on the show weekly cuz he's thinking about <laughs> in silicone instead of silicon. <laughs> Jesus, Lord.
5: Yeah, I want to go to the Silicon Valley myself. Yeah.
4: <laughs> By the way, keep going, Hopper. I want to point something out. I just looked it up, and Wikipedia says the first episode of Small Wonder aired on September 7th of 1985, and the final episode aired May 20th of 89, so only a week
6: Damn, before this show. it lasted that long?
4: Yeah, only a week—a week before this show was the last episode of that show. So that show was May twentieth. We're doing May twenty seventh of Saturday night. I—I I I, I did not watch it this. It
7: last day. that long, It was—it was. So the guy was some like computer tech dude, and he builds a, a fucking android little girl, and so like no one knows she's a fucking robot or some shit. <laughs> but she will like she will like walk around like you know talk like a fucking you know. Like a robot, and I mean it was horrible. (laughs) It's it's crazy to think how so much television was aimed towards little kids back then. It was all aimed towards. I was, I would say, three quarters of television was aimed towards children.
4: I don't know statistics on it, but it would make sense that it would be because if you get in the, if you if you get the kids to get in the parents' pockets. So you got all these kids' TV shows, and you run all these ads. Guess who's spending money? They're going. To I mean, just the...
7: think about it, dude. Duke's a hazard. Who was that aimed towards? Bruh, I, I mean, t- fuck it.
4: I remember about a month ago I texted you and told you it was on Amazon Prime. Uh huh. And I was like watching a- an episode or two, and I was like, Jesus you get Lord.
7: You couldn't sit through it, huh? It was horrible.
4: The first episode that I watched, I don't know if it was the very first episode of the show, Daisy is being molested in the freaking not literally, but she's being groped. The whore's nest. I mean, what was it called? The 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 boar's nest. Daisy is like this dude is just fondling her as she's serving him. And I'm like, Oh dear God! If they put that on TV nowadays, people would flip out. It is so ridiculously like, not only say carny. It's it's so cheesy that yeah. it's 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 hard to explain. And we didn't think about that when we watched it.
7: No, because thinking, but Bre- Hazard County was supposed to be this little Mayberry County, and they must have went through a police car every day chasing them. I mean, don't you think they'll be like, "Hey, how can we keep going through these old Plymouths?"
4: I sent you a text. They went through two yeah. hundred and eighty something, I think it was, of the General Lee. I can't remember. It, the, there's there's stats out there because I looked it up when we were talking about it. But that show was just—it's when you watch that now, and I'm it's not even horrible. look. I'm not even trying to get into Confederate it's a flag hour thing. Long. It's an hour long. And that's what I say. I'm not even trying to get into like, look, this I'm not being Confederate flag stuff here. I'm talking just yeah. the actual show, the content within the show. Like you watch it, and you're going, "What the hell was this?" Yeah. It's like it's like the A team, the A team's the same way. The A team, Knight Rider, the fall guy, you know, growing pains, fucking Punky Brewster. We were oh, talking we about, her
7: about her earlier. already on this show. I mean, uh I, the Cosby show is aimed towards kids, Mr. Belvedere. I mean, it's hey, still he hey, on. And on.
4: Family ties.
7: Yeah, hey, family ties.
4: Hey, Alf. Hey. Alf. Oh. Yes, Alf was. Go ahead, Doc. What are yeah, you yeah, saying? We've
7: already well, we've already talked about
5: Punky Brewster on the show. Remember when she grew up and she grew out?
7: Yeah, she got her tits reduced. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real class. <laughs>
4: So she was reverse Silicon Valley is what you're saying.
7: Yeah, she was reverse. She was Silicon Valley.
4: Doc, he said Silicon <laughs> That's a
5: top 10 <laughs> moment. It took, it, took a, it took a minute for that. I was like, wait, did he just?
4: <laughs> Doc, let me tell you what's going to happen. Doc's going to finish record tonight. And Mrs. Doc's gonna say how was his show, and he's gonna tell her you know, the story that just happened. Harper saying the dad was from Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> How's that gonna go, Doc? Tell us. You guys are stupid. Yeah, You're like that's what I grow did.
5: up. And then I, and then I'll, before I go to bed, I'll roll over and just text Mike the word "silicone," and he'll and he'll go pop, and then we'll go to sleep. That's how this, that's how the after. If it, you know, how those some of those shows like Breaking Bad would have, you know, the after show where you could talk about it. We don't need okay. to do that, we just did it for you. That's how the, it's going to go after the show.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, it, regarding the show, let's get back to it. Jim Ross is about to throw it to Dr. Joseph Ashwani uh, for an update
7: don't on Flair's condition. Please don't play this, dude. I didn't even watch this because I knew how bad this is gonna be. He's a real doctor, by the way. Well good for him. But his mom was proud of him.
4: You can um
7: He's still practicing.
4: This is no different than what he did when you talked about Dusty's leg with the boot that they fitted for him. Remember that?
7: This reminds me when they had Bill Aptor on when he would do those interviews. It didn't go on this long.
4: I think this guy's I don't say worse. I think this segment is worse than Aptor. Because at least after has a little oomph in his voice, this guy's just a doctor, just talking. He's not. There's nothing here. I mean, it's just he's like we're worried about Rick returning to the ring because he doesn't have a lux. He doesn't have the luxury of having a desk job where he can protect his neck, which was funny, and that was pretty much it. So we're left we're just, to to wonder if if Rick's going to come back.
7: Is basically where we're at with this. With his wood paneling walls. Jesus Lord. It looks That's like he's great. in a fucking trailer at a fucking used car lot.
4: Does that scream 1980s right there, Harper? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Doc, any other thoughts on the doctor here?
7: I hope Rick's going to be okay. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Thoughts
4: and prayers, dog. All right, I'm trying to get to the to the last segment of the show then. So, uh, Harper, any other thoughts on the doctor before we go to Terry? No. All right. So, here we go. Uh, This is how the show ends. There weren't a lot of promos and matches on this show. Again, it's only 39 minutes. We're going to go to Terry Funk now. He's going to close out the show. And I guess this is how you you go off here,
2: All right, fans. Uh, As we mentioned earlier in the hour, Terry Funk said he had a big announcement to make, a surprise announcement. I hope that you and I can keep this to a civil level. What is it? Something about next Saturday night here on the Superstation?
3: Oh, absolutely. I wanted to come out here and tell you that I called Ric Flair's attorney. And Ric Flair wouldn't talk to me because he just didn't feel right about it. And I can understand that. And I said to the attorney, I said, sir, I said, I would like to pay Ric Flair's round trip ticket to this show next week, if he would come here and appear and tell us about the extent of his injury. You know, Rick Flair's neck is hurt, I believe the doctor, but his legs aren't broken. And that's exactly what I told, told his attorney, and the attorney said, rick flair will be here so i am so happy to say that you people are going to have rick flair explaining the extent of his injury next saturday night right here we are going to finally see rick Flair back in person, and I am so proud to say that he is back. You're you're telling me he may not be wrestling again, but he might even possibly accept a challenge for the world's championship if I do challenge him. You're serious? He's going to be here next week? Oh yes, but I'll let him have the chance and opportunity to get well. Yes, I will.
2: All right, fans, those comments from Terry Funk. And in a few seconds here we have left in the program. Don't forget, next week, as we have heard from Mr. Funk, he says that nature boy Ric Flair will be here on the Superstation next Saturday night. Plus, the Midnight Express will be back with Jim Cornette. They will be wrestling uh, Bob Orton and Hacksaw Butch Reed for the a semifinal berth in the World Tag Team Title Tournament. For our crew here at the Superstation and for Michael Hayes, I'm Jim Ross. So long, everybody.
5: Sure was All right. Hayes. Did he split the Fed already?
4: I don't know, but I was glad he wasn't at the end of that. That's for damn sure. Yeah, that's my feelings on that. Okay, Doc, your thoughts on Funk's uh, closing promo. We go off air.
5: I mean, not a lot there. It's not. This has been a very subdued episode compared to uh, what we've seen last week.
4: Agreed. Um, but it does leave you to the imagination. Oh, he says Flair's going to be here next week. We haven't seen Flair now. <laughs> few weeks so will we see him we got to stay tuned that's a nice little small hook at the end of the show hop uh, yeah. do you have anything from it
7: it's a nice little hook and you think okay flair is going to be on here we got the midnight express is going to be back you got to tune in
4: yeah they set the hook at the end pretty good i thought mm-hmm. right there So that leaves us with only one more thing to do, and that is give out the ratings and do the Rolexes. Before we do so, I want to remind you all, if you could please, if you shop on Amazon, use our Amazon Associates link. It is tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. It's a great way to support... Uh, purchase things from Amazon and support BTT. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. Thank you very much. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever you have in your life. and Tell them to use it every time they shop on Amazon. And again, if you'd consider becoming a patron, that would mean a lot to us. tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We've got another clash coming up in a few weeks. So I just want to put that out there. Along with all of the other clashes and pay per views and world class shows and ECW shows that are up on our Patreon feed. Okay, Doc. Uh you had said something earlier in this episode about uh rating it or was it the rating you were talking about? So what are, what are you gonna give this thing?
5: I did at no point did I dislike it, but nothing happened. It was just kinda there and I don't feel like I can give it any higher than a B. On that, then.
4: Yeah, I agree. I'm giving it a B. It's nothing bad. Yeah. It just kind of was just like, um, it's a real quick, short episode, and it gets a B. I don't know. I mean, there's really nothing else you can really say. Which Hopper are you going to give it a B also or something else?
7: Yeah, that yeah, yeah that is true. It was a little short, little episode with some cold matches, and that fucking doctor.
4: Along with Silicon Valley, too, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which then, I got to tell y'all, this is the first episode we've done in four plus years of doing these Saturday nights that I really have no clue who to give the Rolex to.
7: Oh, yeah, right.
4: Who are you giving yours to, Harper?
7: Fucking the great Muda, bro, that match he had.
4: I agree and that was the one guy I've got listed the thing is I don't know maybe i know what I
7: love dude it, we, there is zero wasted movement
4: oh, we everything said that. he
7: does means something and when he did the fucking leap over the rope on on top of the guy it's not like the guy's just sitting there for three hours waiting to fucking catch him he just did it right there fuck you <laughs> it just it it it, it, it Everything he did looked perfect. Man, the thing I hate most, and
5: Muda gets the Rolex, there's no question. And it was tough, but he gets the Rolex. The thing that I hate in wrestling more than even like a super kick to start the match is three or four guys holding Uh. each other for somebody to dive on top of them. That's like Being a dude's scrote when you're trying to get in the mood, you know? It just takes you out of the whole mood, man. Yeah. It's the worst movie wrestling, bar none. It doesn't do anything either. All these people toppling over after holding each other up for a guy jumping on them. (laughs) Why not?
4: Especially when it's like five or six guys. Yeah.
7: God, oh my, I would love to see someone just like shit. move out the way, and a guy just totally splats this like, is, like a frog. This is stupid. <laughs> this is stupid, and walk away.
4: You hear what Oprah said? Oprah said, "I would love for guys just to walk away, and a guy splats like a frog, like frog."
7: Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be fucking great?
4: <laughs> well, as long I'd, as the guy I'd, didn't die. Yeah.
7: Yeah, but you yeah, you would have to have padding.
4: I, honestly, I'm shocked more guys don't just do that. Because because your natural reaction when somebody dives at you like that wouldn't be to stand there and take it or stand there and catch them. Your natural first reaction would be to move. Right. So I'm surprised more guys in the back don't actually call that spot and go, you know, so when I do the dive... When I go to dive on you, that's a spot where I bump myself. You mo- you just move. Don't catch me. Like I'm so- I'm shocked more people don't do that. But no, because it's a flip and dive and got to be choreographed bullcrap. The guy's always gonna catch him and hit him, and the guy who gets hit takes the bump. And it's just it's just dumb. But like you Sorry, said, Harper. It- go ahead. Nothing. Go ahead. No, what were you about to say?
5: I was trying to wrap us up over to the back to your Rolex, but that would cut you off for making your point with Harper. So I tried to step out of the way.
4: Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's, um, I don't know. We we did the ratings in Rolex. So there you go. I'll give it to Muda too. Uh, Doc, anything else before we get out of here?
5: I think we got to go, man. I'm tired. I'm blown up. I ain't yeah. even drinking tonight.
7: We got to watch some new... The new Leave it to Beaver fucking episodes.
5: I'd rather watch that than the Heat Lakers final.
7: Yeah. And that sucks how sports now. It's like, uh, I, who cares? I,
4: I told you with basketball, Doc, when I was like, just not into it. My team ain't in it. Dude. Um,
5: my two least favorite teams are in it. Football. Y'all are jobbing out everywhere. We're we're doing our normal thing. God <laughs> Almighty, I hate sports.
7: Yeah, it, it's like when fucking LSU lost Mississippi State. I was just like, yeah, that sucks. And just I went home. Poor, and, just, and it's like it doesn't. Now, if that would have happened last year, I'd be like, motherfucker.
5: Right. I was that's,
7: just like, oh, what are you gonna but, do?
5: Well, let me tell you something. That's why sports. Is, no matter what happens in the next year, they're gonna keep playing. They have to. Because if they go out of side of mind out of mind again, people are gonna realize that life can go on without them. And they can't mm-hmm. afford to let that happen. Yeah.
4: That LSU Mississippi State game was something else, boy. LSU's defense was. They just a dropped the turd, shit bro. I, I,
5: I, I, I'm not even trying to talk about that. I'm trying to talk about what the people care about. I don't know if you noticed, because most people just look at the top 25 in college football. But mm-hmm. if you look in the others receiving
4: votes, you'll see those
5: ponies starting to gather some <laughs> steam. oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> Yeah, buddy Harper. they got some votes this week.
4: Hopper, they're gonna be like last year. Ford Stadium is like the new Death Valley.
7: It is. <laughs> That's where dreams come to die, it's Ford Stadium. Uh SMU versus UTEP. Social <laughs> distancing
5: is optional.
4: All right. Well, on that note, um, before we get out of here, I just want to mention, check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Marotta and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. And check out the Bottom Line cast with JV and Mike Pru. They also do our ECW show on our Patreon feed, but they do a free show called the Bottom Line cast on the career of Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Also, hang tight after Harper hits the tagline. We're going to go over. to Jim and Will for the Patron Spotlight of the Year, and that's about it. So, Hopper, if you're tired like Doc is and all tuckered out, hit the tagline and we'll get out of here. Fuck it, bitch. right, everybody, I want to welcome in a couple of patrons here for, uh, I'll call it this month or this year's Patron Spotlight. Or Patreon Spotlight. I've got Will and Jim on, two longtime Patreon members. This has been a long time in the making. These guys have been supporting the show for years. So let me welcome them uh, to this show for this segment at the end of this week's episode. Uh, Jim, first I'll ask you, how you doing, man? You living a dream or what?
1: Living a dream, man. You know it.
4: (laughs) I hear that, man. I um, apologize. I know we're recording this. You and I had some uh, bad losses this week with our football teams. So hopefully you're hanging oh,
1: my in there. God. <laughs> the, thing, the thing I gave up my commentary on Raw this week for that.
4: I mean, I was going to say, you gave up your, your running, which, by the way, you do a fabulous job on the Raw and SmackDown commentaries weekly. I, I, I Your passion and commitment is commendable, man. I got to – and, you know, it's funny because there were people in the beginning of that like, they would see it and they would, like – almost like be snarky and make fun of you, but I'm like, dude, you gotta be like committed and you are the shining example of commitment because you don't miss. The only reason you ever miss is work or if the Ravens are playing on Monday night. That's it. There's no other reason. So I commend you. Congratulations for keeping that going because honestly, half the time it's it's how I follow what the heck's going on on WWE TV. So thank you, Jim. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I appreciate being able being able to put it on the page. I know if I try to do it anywhere else, I'd just have about a dozen replies of people telling me how they don't watch WWE anymore. So, <laughs>
9: <laughs> no, I for real, that. you're you're doing the Lord's work. You're doing the Lord's work because I can't follow this crap anymore. And so I go to your I go to your thread every Monday night and every Friday night to check out what's going
4: on. That's how it is. Will, are are you living a dream, man?
9: Man, if I was any better I'd be twins.
4: I hear that. I I hear that. I think it was you. Correct me if I'm wrong. When we when we did the T Rex episode on Patreon that time and I started talking we started talking about the spam factory. Wasn't it you who told us like all about it? And you're like, there's there's literally no other reason for him to be there but than to be at the spam factory. He was visiting that area.
9: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's in Austin, Minnesota, which is about now and two and a half hours away from where I live here in Iowa, and there's literally nothing to do there. If you're going to the spam factory or the spam museum or whatever you're going there for that specific reason there's nothing else happening
4: Ah, what an episode that was i really enjoyed it we actually you know we make fun of the t-rex all the time but I, i gotta be honest we miss the guy he um as much as we make fun of him it's all in fun uh he's actually a very very nice dude and very pleasant to be around but he would have the most amazing stories, including the T Rex um museum that he visited, which was just unreal. And the fact that, you know, <laughs> Harper's spam commentary, it just it's it's like the the universe is aligned or something for that story to come out so anyway. Uh that was such all a right. fantastic episode. I, I enjoyed doing it. I mean, that was off the cuff. We we literally went to the website and we're like, wow, this is insane. Look at all of this stuff. And he bought he bought the stress reliever in a cup. Amazing. I'll go to Jim first. Jim, you know, I, I think I know the answer to these for both of you, but I'll ask you first. How in the heck did you come across our Outlaw Mud Show production?
8: Yeah, I got
1: here just like a lot of people did through the um, through your appearance on uh, the Jim uh, Cornette experience when you know you guys were discussing Smoky Mountain, which caused me to come you know and check out the podcast there and then work my way back through them.
4: And I can't tell you how grateful I am that you heard me and were like, and then uh, stuck with me, stuck with us through maybe some not so great shows. I don't know. Sometimes I'll listen to the old ones occasionally. I'll go, oh, that wasn't too good. But I appreciate you sticking around, Jim. So thank you.
1: It's been a good ride. Thank you, man.
4: Uh, Will, uh, I'll ask you, how did you first find us?
9: Well, I can make it, I'm going to make a really long story short. And I'll tell you that I first, I just randomly stumbled upon BTT when you had Nate Milton on. And that was early, like we're talking early on. And I was living in India at the time for work, and I was just trying to find something new wrestling-wise to listen to, and I came across BTT. Well, I forgot about it for like a year. And you had just started doing Smoky Mountain, and I was back in India, and I'd gotten a hold of some very terrible marijuana. And I was (laughs) really, really high, and I, I needed something to bring me back down to earth. And BTT was where I went. I remembered that the name BTT, and then I went and found you. And you, I think you were like, two or three episodes into Smoky Mountain, and I've I've been there ever since.
4: That's right. Um, I I knew you were a fan of Nate because we've talked about it on the page before in the Facebook group, but I didn't yep. realize I didn't realize that was the first. I don't know if I realized that was the first episode, and I can tell you exactly when that was. That was the week that Hulk Hogan flipped his wig. Uh, and I'll leave it at that and because <laughs> yep. brother Nate and I were talking about like Nate <laughs> that was the first thing Nate said to me that was I god it feels like august or september of 2015 or something that that
9: sounds about right. right yeah
4: yeah I, re- I remember that man Nate is uh Nate has become a good friend he's a really really good dude and I anytime he asked me to come on his show I, I'm always uh willing to do so so uh yeah Nate is a uh, it's a good dude. I'm glad you found us, though, Will. So then uh, I'll throw the next question at you, Will. Uh, please tell me, I've got to hear, what what made you stick with us? Because I can't lie. Sometimes I think we're just ridiculous, and other times I'm like, ah, we're just having fun. How? I like. What is your favorite part, and what made you stick with us? Besides Doc's White Claw drinking. Well,
9: well, you know, <laughs> we can get into that later, but... No, so what made me stick around was exactly what you just said. You guys are just jacking off. You're just sitting there bullshitting and jacking off and having a good time doing it. And you're talking about old-school wrestling. How do you get any better than that? And that's 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 God's honest truth. That's why so many of us have stuck with BTT. I guarantee it. Um, you guys have fun with what you do. You give each other shit. You give us shit. I mean, it's a perfect combination.
4: I appreciate it. We, we definitely – jerk off <laughs> like we we're a little insane sometimes for my own liking i i i listen back sometimes when i'm editing i go oh my god i don't know how this is gonna go over but we'll see um jim uh you tell me uh you know you've st- i mean you and will honestly uh you've been around for as long as almost anyone uh, what made you stick around
1: well i mean the first thing that they wrote me in was Smoky Mountain cause- I'd been aware that it existed, but I hadn't really watched it until I came across your podcast and going back and watching that from the beginning all the way through. I mean it's it's it became part of my routine every week to watch the episode and then follow it up with the podcast. And I'm pretty much doing the same thing with uh, WCW now.
4: So if I can ask a question, um, and I want to, Will, I want to know from you too, do you you, um, watch the episodes as you go, like as you listen to the episodes, or you just kind of listen to them? Because I've I've heard varying things. Some people watch them before, and then some people then will listen, and some people will listen and then watch them, or like, do you do that with all of them? I meant that for Jim, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay,
1: I'll jump in here then. Um. I did with Smoky Mountain. Uh, I was going through those one by one, and it would just be um, you know, something I did on that night every week. Uh, Mondays and Fridays are kind of dedicated to the new product for me, and the only reason my wife tolerates it is because she's out of town right now taking care of her father.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think she'd be able to, to stand me sitting there watching three, two and three hours of wrestling twice a week. So we'll see what happens when that situation resolves itself. But um, on the other hand, on the NWA side, I've gotten behind a bit. So at this point, I'm listening to the podcast first, and eventually I'll get back to those episodes. But I remember watching much, most of those when they first came up. So it's it's not the same as coming into something you know brand new.
4: I can agree. Like, I say that all the time. Like, the Smokey was... Now, I watched them before we did them, but it was still... I had, you know, relatively new watching them. I mean, like, some of them I had only seen, depending on where I was at with recording, maybe a year, you know, six months before we actually recorded. But And then I rewatched them, taking notes and stuff. But um, that's how it was for Smokey. But I, I know what you mean. Like, the NWA shows, um, like, I, I, I don't remember them all at this point in 89, because... I was kind of in and out, like Doc said, and, you know, you'd see them and I've seen some of them in the past, like maybe, you know, 10 years ago or so, but never really watched all of them through consecutively week by week like I'm doing now. So um, it, it like you, though, I mean, I had already seen most of them. So it's a lot different than Smokey, where it was like literally new and just some captivating stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Will, I guess you do, are you watching do you watch them, too, as you listen or, or you just kind of just listen?
9: So I, I used to watch Smoky Mountain, a, a little bit of Smoky Mountain before the episodes would drop. I would try to catch a little bit here and there. Um, but now that, uh, now that my daughter's here, I have zero time to actually watch anything before. <laughs> so, but I grew up watching the NWA shows. So here in Podunk, Iowa, on Saturday night at 5.05 Central Time, I was watching those shows. So it's amazing to me to hear you guys talk about the same things that I thought all those years ago. It's, it's ridiculous, because I remember as a kid, seven, eight, nine years old, having the same exact comments, because you know, I'm a snarky bastard, of course, but and as you guys do now, and what cracks me up now is when Doc gives a timestamp, and I'll give him props here. When Doc gives a timestamp and wants you to go back, even though you guys, you know, you, you, the, the network's choppy and it you, you know, you frustrates you, you still do it, but Doc's spot on with some of the funniest moments of every show. It's, it's uncanny.
4: Yeah, he's pretty good with that. I'll give him credit there. Sometime you got to throw the dog a bone when he does something right. And he <laughs> he's pretty good with that. Yeah, the, the network, oh, my God, it frustrates us to no end. I, I will tell you this, though. We're coming up to a time period where the, they're not going to be on the network. So we're going to be doing it from just the, the episodes we have. Um, and I'm going to share something with y'all off air about that. But uh, there's there's a. Uh, I've got all the episodes like beyond what the network's got on so we'll we'll be able to not have that choppiness like like it is with the network cuz it's on an external drive so we're good to go there. Um, it, that answers the question to anybody out there who uh, wonders uh, I know I know uh, our friend David Jordan out there he was asking me what's the plan I'm like well we got them all so we we can keep going. I think I got all of them through like 92 so we we'll, we'll, we got plenty we got plenty more years in the can if we if we need them so Um, And on that note, I'm going to switch over to the uh, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. We appreciate it. And uh, Will and Jim, thanks for joining. We're going to go record the rest of this patron show. So if you're a Patreon member, you can get it there. Uh, So we're going to cut to that. As uh, Harper always says, when we get out of here, book it.